0: No one but Marilyn could do justice to Bus Stop, the smash hit that had Broadway howling for more and more, with Arthur O'Connell, Betty Field, and Hope Lang as her traveling companions. And just look at the guy who ropes Marilyn, introducing Hollywood's newest hunk of man, Don Murray. He didn't want her to know that when it came to women, he knew nothing but nothing. She didn't want him to know that when it came to men, she knew plenty, but plenty.
1: Hello, listening people. Hello. Hello,
0: Bartek. It's me, Ryan. How are you going? Good. And I'm Bartek. And you're Ryan.
1: And I'm Ryan. And I'm a 28-year-old man from uh, Melbourne, sitting here recording a podcast with you, a fellow person who's Polish in descent, as am I. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the exposition that we're going to get out of the way right up front in the beginning of this story. I object,
0: I object. I don't want to be labeled as a person. I'm Bartek. And you're Ryan.
1: (laughs) We're not people, we're Poles. (laughs) No, I'm
0: Bartek and you're Ryan.
1: Uh, Spitting Polish, likingly, because we're always spitting. We both happen to be people. Or riots and politics.
0: <laughs> Spitting people presents.
1: <laughs> Spitting people who are Polish. PP Polish people presents pictures. Power wow, the other PP. Mm-hmm. The original PP. Unlike other people's usage of that term, In this the... is where it came from. The... If you have any doubts on who came up with PP, it was us.
0: In Pokemon, there's an item called PP up.
1: I know. And we came up with it first. And yeah. That actually stands for Pictures Power Up.
0: Yeah. That's where uh, I got the name from. That's where I got it from. Should we sue uh, who owns Pokemon? Uh, it's either going to be Nintendo, Game Freak, or the Pokemon Company. Okay. I don't think there's a name gives us. Who's a hint the
1: there, person in charge of Pokemon? Who's like the the mega mind of Pokemon? Who's
0: oh, fuck? What who's his the name? Steve
1: Jobs of Pokemon? I think it began with an M.
0: Oh, Bartek's having to grab out his phone. I want to say Matsuda, but I think that was taken. one of
1: the times Bartek's knowledge of video games and Japanese products is failing us here. Yeah. While Bartek uh, frustrates himself to is trying to figure it out. Let's uh, get into things. We are a movie podcast. We talk about a movie that has come recommended. And we are talking about a 1950s Marilyn Monroe movie called Bus Stop, which was recommended by a friend of a friend of ours. Isn't that right, Bartek? It was No.
0: Okay. It was a friend of ours chum.
1: <laughs> That's what you put them down as, because <laughs> a little while back, they recommended two films. We've already done one, which was, uh, uh, um, boy, why am I forgetting? Uh, a Streetcar Named Desire, thank you. I was thinking about the actors. I was like, why am I not getting past this? Yes,
0: he recommended us public transport films.
1: And then, yeah, it's true. Hmm. It's very true. Is that is that Str- why? A
0: streetcar is a tram.
1: And two from the 1950s yes um, wasn't
0: the wasn't the phrase that Will said like he wanted us to get cultured or something <laughs> i wanted them to get wrecked (laughs) (laughs) that's not what i said (laughs) that's
1: what i said and we got culturally wrecked uh so who was the pokemon person
0: his name was satoshi tajiri was was it's now some guy (laughs) hydra got him it's interesting because um in japan pokemon anime (laughs) the main characters okay in japan (laughs) you're you're really struggling the japanese have got you today the the main character of the anime in japan his name is satoshi so it's the same instead of ash yeah instead of ash so it's an author insert i maybe at least name who's their misty kasumi
1: no, 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 this person's Misty. Who is it? Did they destroy oh, per- a girl's bike when
0: they were a little a girl, kid? A girl that they traveled with for a while and then not anymore?
1: I will never get past the <laughs> brilliance of Pokemon where- Misty leaves because she finally gets a new bike. <laughs> hey, Will's chum, are we cultured yet? Talking <laughs> about Pokemon
0: instead of Bus Stop?
1: Get wrecked. Uh Bus Stop, 1956, Marilyn Monroe film. That's obviously what I think many people would gravitate towards. This talk about getting cultured, I do believe... The director of this also has a bit of a catalog. Uh, Paint your wagon is a film I think that they directed. If I'm using my memory banks in uh, uh, the West Pacific, yeah, paint your wagon, which we all know from The Simpsons Mm -hmm. in that great
0: uh, musical. The definitive version.
1: (laughs) Gotta paint that wagon, gotta paint it good. I love it. Uh, (laughs) Gotta paint that wood. (laughs) I have no history with Bus Stop. I didn't know it. I didn't even know its name. When uh, some of these films pop up, I'm like, oh, I know of its name at least. Didn't know about Bus Stop. Uh, I said to my wife, who's a bigger watcher of uh, Marilyn's films than I am, I've only seen a handful. And uh, so I said, oh, we're watching this. And my wife, Rachel, had no knowledge of this film either. I had a brief look at the cast to see, oh, who's the guy? Mm-hmm. who's the guy and i didn't recognize the man i just went oh, okay and then i scrolled and i scrolled and went oh i know this actress so this must be good because i know one other actress who's her marilyn monroe's uh friend at the saloon the the, the her one who uh, when they go to the rodeo as they call it uh she's the one that's like uh she's Marilyn Monroe's on top of the guy, and she's talking across the thing. Indicating to each other. She was a great actress. She was in a really good film called The Bad Seed, and she gives one of the greatest performances I've ever seen in a movie in that. So I was happy to see her. And other than that, I didn't know the plot. I didn't know if it was in black and white or color. I didn't either. That's
0: our surprise. Uh,
1: Yeah. In a weird way, I've seen Marilyn Monroe in a few things, but because I always think of her in Some Like It Hot... I always think of her in black and white. So whenever I see her in a colour film, I'm just like, oh, yes, of course. Even though she was in numerous amounts of films in colour, and obviously many iconic images of her are in colour, I I just associate her with Some Like It Hot so much. So that's where I'm at with this. What about you? Walk us through Bus Stop, your journey with it.
0: Uh, I had not heard of it at all, so I've definitely gotten cultured um yeah it was it was completely blind for me in fact i don't think i've even seen any other marilyn monroe films really yeah barely knew much about her to be honest really I, it was one of those things where i know she's important
1: she's saying happy birthday to the president
0: yeah not to me so it doesn't matter to um, jfk To JFK.
1: happy birthday mr president i always think of the simpsons with that too <laughs>
0: So, that, wait, that was a real-life thing? That wasn't a movie?
1: That mm-hmm. was a real... There's always a the thing of JFK and her probably... There's conspiracy theories that mm. you can go down. There's a whole conspiracy theory that she didn't actually kill... Um, die the way that they claim that she died, but in fact that she was assassinated by the CIA because she was undermining the presidency because she may have been having a sexual affair with the president. So, it's a whole can of worms. There's even a Quantum Leap episode... Of Marilyn Monroe, where Sam leaps into like her security guard guy and gets to know Marilyn Monroe, who is a very complex individual, to say the
0: least. Okay. Well, um, by the end of this episode, we'll find out the truth, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. The truth is that, out there. That's the point of Bus Stop.
1: <laughs> so what did you think? Bus Stop. You had no understanding of what you're walking into. Uh, you have no real familiarity with Marilyn Monroe's work, but at least I would say You would at least have some familiarity with the image of Marilyn Monroe, the blonde
0: bombshell. Yes, when I said that I knew that she was significant, that wasn't an understatement. You know, the I I phrased it last week as, "Oh, I've seen her legs." It's the image of her, you know, above the thing that blows up the dress; Mm -hmm. she holds it down. Um, Obviously, heard a lot about her. She was always brought up as a sort of. Famous visual icon of fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd even heard, you know, there was some sort of relation to JFK. Mm-hmm. Um, just this very significant figure. The voice, from, even the voice, breathy voice, um,
1: which is different in this movie. She's got she's putting on a southern yeah, twang. Yeah, th- that
0: mu- That much I can't really yeah. speak for because I guess the only time I remember hearing her voice is in this film now, which mm-hmm. she's putting on an accent. So maybe not as much. Um, but yeah, th- there was basic. Uh, myopia, pop culture myopia, that came across that I was aware of who this was. So when it was like, oh, this is a Marilyn Monroe film, I'll finally see something of her. And I have. And what did you think? It was okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Bartek, sounds like you didn't get cultured enough. I didn't get cultured enough, no. Um, but you got wrecked, bro. No, I, I had a, I had a decent time with it. Um, There were just a couple of things... Uh. Yeah, now that I'm talking about it, I have to find my words, don't I?
1: <laughs> Use those words,
0: cowboy. Use those words, cowboy. Um, you also have to get the captain of this boss to give you a good beating. <laughs> Will's chum's going to get me beaten. Um, yeah, there, there were just a couple of, I guess, cultural values that... Have shifted? Have shifted. I, hmm. you, you probably know where I'm going with this, yeah, but- um.
1: Oh, 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 do I ever, do and I it's, ever. And I don't, I don't want
0: to- <laughs> Before we even get into that, I don't want to give the impression that, like, you know, I'm just going to be shitting on the values of the time or- Or the past. Or, or the yeah. past, or the fact that, you know, Hollywood at this era- We even kind of brought it up with mm-hmm. Will's friend's recommendation, The Streetcar Named Desire, where- you know there has to be a happy ending at the mm-hmm. end, Um, even if you know some, it doesn't make any sense. Even if it doesn't make sense, or there are some dark things going on. Like there are many times in this film where I'm watching and I'm like, this relationship's not going to work. This is not going to have a happy ending. But I know that because of the era that it comes from, there will be a happy ending. And
1: there was. Oh, you know it from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> when he's like, "I'm looking for love." And you're like, "You're gonna get it, buddy." Mm-hmm. In a way. Not that I expected, but you got it. (laughs) That's
0: exactly it. That's exactly (laughs) it. And to some extent, to some extent, it was was fun seeing, you know, the fact that it had to play out that way. Um, But yeah, it had some engagement issues for me in that sense. How about you, Ryan? What do you think? Well,
1: I was excited, honestly, because the movie opens up and it has a cool little song and I went, oh, is this going to be a musical? And then I went. No, it can't be because they're not listing any songs in the opening credits, and that's how that usually goes. And then
0: there mm. were kind of musical numbers, but it's not a musical. I wouldn't say this is a musical. No, uh, she sings a song at one point, and there's this one recurring song that some characters like diegetically sing.
1: Yeah, on in the back of the bus with the guitar, and yeah. so, and I like the banter between our two guys to begin with. I, I, yeah. I, I slap me on the wrist and call me an uncultured swine, but. And it wasn't until the end of the movie that I just didn't click that they weren't f- relatives. It took I honestly me a thought little it was while. his uncle or something, but then it was like, no, he's just his friend. He
0: was like his dad's age, but whatever. He grew up in a barn. It clicked for me eventually, but not early on. It was just... Oh,
1: I just was blind because that that, that character fades away from the movie a bit. His His friend just becomes very secondary i was actually expecting him to get a love interest in the movie more than we actually get any real implication
0: i thought he had one with the the grace character that i thought that was the
1: bus driver's love interest yeah well it kind of shifted (laughs) hmm? which which of these two older gentlemen gets the older lady hmm? But, but
0: yeah like at the beginning of the film he really is this kind of like father figure character it's like if um In Cannibal the Musical, the guy that wants to, you know, have sex. Like, he has his father in the very first scene. Mm -hmm. It felt like if that character kind of was, like... Stayed around. Stayed around for the whole film.
1: Okay, so, so the beginning of the movie, I had a chuckle because the very first exchange of lines were, like, very bad exposition, where it's just, like why golly gee main character you're a 21 year old single male <laughs> and now you're leaving the country for the first ever time to go search for a lady what do you think about that and he's like whoa I really do feel a lot of feelings about that the exact feelings are as such <laughs> what's the plot of the movie boy well the plot of the movie is gonna be this I'm, I want a certain type of lady but oh boy if I meet a lady that does doesn't match that criteria, (laughs) my world's going to be shaken upside down and turned inside out. And then the guy goes, women, they sure are different to us, huh? And he's like, I don't know. I haven't really met any, but I am going to do so in the journey of this 94-minute feature-length film. And I just went, okay.
0: Well, there are a little bit. There's a lot of stuff
1: (laughs) happening here that I just was like, okay, it's a period of the time. I get it. I've watched movies like this. Doesn't excuse it because there are movies that we have done from this period of time that has done this better, but this kind of gave me flashes of the Kane mutiny, <laughs> where it was kind of corny in that way, too. But the Kane mutiny, uh, spoiler alert, is a much better film than this. Um, but one thing that stuck out to me was uh, our main guy, the cowboy. I, I, I said this out loud to my wife. I said, gosh why does this movie not want me to like this guy? Mm. Because immediately I didn't like him. I went, I don't like them, but I know the movie wants me to like them. But he was so unlikable to me. The performance, the whole, I'm a good old country boy attitude... I couldn't help but think about how this guy would be a good friend of the guys, the cowboys from Blues Brothers, the good old boys, and mm. how he would be like chasing them for stealing their gig. <laughs> and I, I honestly was like, okay, this movie wants me to like him. It's that typical romanticism of the of the of the South America and Americana values and the good old boy cowboy who's looking for love, and all of that turns me off in this movie, straight away. So I immediately asked, gosh, why is this guy not likable to me? Why does this movie want me to like this unlikable guy? Why?" And that's all I kept asking. And then the movie introduced its plot to me, Mm -hmm. and I sat there being like, oh, no, you need to have a far more likable protagonist than the one you've got for me to even allow this pitch to fly. He's
0: really good at Rodeo. (laughs)
1: It's i was really expecting that to come back into the plot
0: somehow <laughs> it did they went to the Rodeo. no but i mean
1: like in the third act <laughs> like well, how, that's well, how we impressed yes, they were they
0: were leaving the Rodeo. oh god <laughs> so piggybacking of what you're saying i also had very conflicted feelings about our main character um <clears throat> to some extent i mean i like the whole idea of You know, the character who's different has their own values and Mm -hmm. uh, that might not fly so well in social situations, but they kind of come out on top for, you know, their charisma or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like little elements of that were there. But the thing that I kept, you know, jumping my mind back to, um, and I don't want to say this in an insensitive way because it was like kind of an allegorical thing. You know, th- this character isn't, like, autistic or anything like that, but in social situations throughout this film, like, he is just not getting through these scenes in a, you know... Social acceptable a socially acceptable way. socially acceptable way. He's not quite endearing himself to a lot of people. And it ended up making it feel like a cringe comedy for me.
1: And it's supposed to be, like, a f- farcical comedy where you
0: laugh at the guy
1: for not understanding the social Uh, you know we've seen that yeah yeah
0: i i understand that inspector clouseau anybody yes but it just was really on top. Like, when he jumps on top of a table to scream at people to shut up in And front.
1: that's- it's not funny. That's the thing. It's just not yeah. funny. It's scary. Yeah, because, It's because, very
0: scary. Because he's also- the thing that kind of- the way I interpreted them, like, getting anger was like, hey, you, you're standing up, obstructing the view, distracting us from the show. And you're scaring her. And, you, and you're <laughs> scaring her. Sit down. But then the scene- Keeps conclu- going. Keeps going. And it concluded <laughs> with her saying, like, oh, they- you know, they were so impolite. It was good of you to- you know make them less rowdy and it's like oh that's not how i read it at all i thought that this guy is just you know socially awkward in a way that's not quite endearing because you know when when we do have an autistic character you know there's usually some sort of endearing quality to that
1: an antisocial character definitely yes and i he is uh, his performance is 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 terrible I'm just going to say that now. He's the worst performance in the movie. Uh, I I read some reviews of the Times and reviews now, and people threw shit at Marilyn Monroe because she's Marilyn Monroe, and you can't take her seriously as this Southern Belle saloon singing lady, blah, blah, blah. And she's making all of these choices. But I, I understood those choices when watching it. She's playing it like this is a drama. She's not very funny in the movie. But he's playing it, like, not as a comedy, but as a pantomime. He's so over the top and yelling and exaggerated. But here's the thing. An over-the-top comedic performance has a certain... It's kind of hard to define, but you just know it when you watch it. You go, there's something funny there. Like, there's mm. a difference between this guy and Chris Farley. Where Chris Farley would be very over-the-top and play angry characters right but there was a certain ha ness to it but this guy when he gets like fucking angry it's not funny he reminds he's not funny he reminds me of the lead character from the movie tyrannosaur which we've done on this podcast where that guy when he got fucking angry it was scary but there was something endearing about his character this guy I just, I think naturally, and I'm I'm curious to get your takes on this, because you and I come from very different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I'm from the country. Yes. I understand what they're doing here, and I also understand the hollowness of it, because there's this thing, right, where city people, like the people who wrote this uh, script, obviously this is an adaptation <laughs> of a, a stage play. That's a really good point play, to bring up, yes. Adaptation of a stage play, has that naive wistfulness about... What it is to be a good old fashioned country cowboy, and how there's this romanticized view of what it is to be in the country, and then there's people like me who's from rural areas, and I look at this and I go, "This is just almost
0: pornographic." Right? How, how many tables have you stood on? Oh, all and yelled of the tables. All, all table. of the tables. Okay, get down from the table. You don't have to prove the point.
1: But. That's kind of a disconnect that I had, even though yes, I'm from rural Australia in born in the 90s. Obviously, there's going to be differences. I know this, but I've seen this repeated in movies from the dawn of time and in media where there's this kind of a comedic or romantic or sentimental or idealized version of what it is to be in the country that just rings completely false. And this wasn't an, this was one of those for me what about you i mean you have a
0: different background to that yes um but even putting aside you know my real life context of not coming from the country when you have that kind of element in stories usually the thing that makes the you know country person interesting is that there's a philosophical angle to them Mm -hmm. uh which explains some of their you know personality quirks like we even got it in when we watched twin peaks like Mm. you know this is a close community Uh, the crime isn't too extreme that, that most people are aware of until like the the fact that a big crime has happened is the thing that's kind of set everything off. Yeah. Um, people are very warm to people coming from outside. There's a real kind of like wholesomeness to it. And this character seems- But
1: there's also an underbelly that uh, goes underneath that wholesomeness.
0: Also an underbelly. Yes. But focusing on, yeah, the positive qualities, it's like what- sort of upbringing has this guy had that made him such an excitable and kind of you know crazy kooky guy that behaves this way it's like we if we wanted to work backwards like what would we come up with and why is it so exaggerated
1: he feels like he was experimented on where it's like he literally grew up in a
0: barn by himself and this guy would come every now and then i i Like, like before when we thought that his friend was you know his father or his uncle like Did this guy raise this person? Right. There's this guy, because he's like really calm, really sociable. He talks to ladies very politely. Yeah. He, you know, is trying to steer him on the right social. Even his friend
1: has seen movies. Yeah. Has
0: he not seen movies? I think there's even a mention that he's seen movies, yeah.
1: Yeah, because the his older friend, I can't believe it's just his friend, I want to keep calling him his uncle, <laughs> kisses the lady's hand, and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I saw it from the movies that I thought, you yeah. yeah, know, like, that okay, was the line, go. yeah. One of the things that's really bizarre here that's a disconnect is we're trying to grapple with multiple things when watching it. You go, okay, when you're watching a movie, whether it be from this era or the current, there's that buffer zone of time where you go, okay, what's the reality of the world of this film? Yes. How is it different to mine? How is it similar to other things I've watched? And he exists as the only character here. The friend? No, no, the, the lead man, sorry. Yep, yep. Where his justification for why he is is he grew up in this rural area as does the other guy and as does so many other characters we see throughout the movie like it's not like Marilyn Monroe's like in the big city but uh he treats it as his reasoning for being the way he is is because that's just how it is and I I just can't get past it's like is this how he interacts with everybody if so, how does anyone stand him? Because he's a psychopath, if that's how he treats it. Because there's this moment that I hate so very much, where he 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 comes up to the realisation that he's treated her like shit, and he says something along the lines of... Uh, somebody says this, whether him or his friend, that uh, women are different. And Marilyn Monroe says, through the writer's voice, naturally. And it's like, yeah, you still treat them like... F- with." Like, they're not a fucking different entire species. Like, yeah, there's differences between men and women, but, like, social interactions can still have some standard between the two. Like, he treats it like an animal, like an actual literal creature throughout the entire film. And it's like, but with the guys, it's just like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And they don't, I don't know, it's just kind of one of those things where I want them to actually and his performance is so over the top i just want them to rein it in because there's something you can say there right where there's an inherent sexism that could come from him and he learns a lesson but it's not that he's just sexist which is obviously the thing that we're Mm. getting at the root of here it's he doesn't even treat her when he like a real individual that's standing in front of him he treats her like i mean I let's don't just know. let's
0: just throw out there he lassoes her at one point what a scene <laughs> what? what a scene and then he just jump cuts to them on the bus
1: he kidnaps her yeah and it's supposed to be like
0: abduct and kidnap. funny
1: endearing little thing
0: and i just as the film goes on like before he gets beaten up by the bus driver there's just so many points where like if this was a more modern film, like, he, it would be the twist, like, oh, he was the villain all along. Like, this is us seeing that, you know, this is the main character all along. The person mm-hmm. we were following that we were meant to be endeared to for his eccentricity is actually the bad guy, and he'll be defeated in the end. But then it, my mind just kept going back to, but this is a film from the 50s. And there it's a romance. A, and it's a romantic comedy. As Wikipedia says so, so it has to have a happy ending. Are you going to make me believe this happy ending? And did they? <laughs> Well, he said. Well, he didn't say saws. So no, I didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those films where, even for the times, I read some reviews from the times. There were even people back then who didn't think that this was good and thought that this was hashtag problematic. No, there were people back then as well as now. This is an age like milk type of film. And okay, there's many uh, movies we've done on this podcast that have these kind of audacious dark fucked up kind of plots and we like them anyway and it's because of whatever circumstances that in that movie right where it's either it's really funny like This wasn't funny enough for me. Like, the Mm. whole gag, the central gag is laugh at this guy treating her like garbage. That's the gag. That's the gag. Yeah, You're supposed
0: to laugh at
1: her being slapped in the face by men and treated like shit. Because it's Marilyn Monroe. It's funny. And it's like, she's not playing it like a comedy. That's the weird thing. It's like, everybody else in the movie is playing it like a drama weirdly. Well, he, the main guy, I don't know how to describe how he's playing it. He's he's over the top for sure, but yeah, it's like the central gag of the movie is this guy treats her like shit and he doesn't real he doesn't know any better even though she screams at him and tells him and she's crying and whimpering. It's kind of funny. That's the gag.
0: It's like we're watching a woman in a woman in danger film uh, where The person that is, you know, tormenting her is Jim Carrey from The Cable Guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but even The Cable Guy lent into it being a horror
0: film. Yeah, but that's what I mean. This isn't a horror film, but that's the film that I'm comparing it to, The Cable Guy.
1: It's like if Alfred Hitchcock made Psycho, but genuinely was like, no, but Norman's good. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, yeah, he has a sympathetic edge for Norman, sure, but, like, Norman's bad, by yeah. the way.
0: The Cable Guy guy was also had a sympathetic edge, but...
1: But he was also bad, by the way. I don't... Mm. Okay, now to give the film credit.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Song was nice. I
1: genuinely didn't <laughs> expect them to address it. Because they do address it. They do address, like him being a fucking weirdo and like all of the characters turn on him and then they beat him the fuck up I genuinely didn't expect that to ever happen because oh my god if you listen to the podcast if you know me Bartek you know you should know this that scene on the bus where she's like pleading to this other woman and then when the other woman's like helping her but then she sees what the handsome cowboy's like then the woman starts to fucking gaslight (laughs) Marilyn Monroe to actually stay with him I wanted to kill myself I was like this is fucking disgusting I cannot believe you're doing this so I didn't actually when that happened I didn't expect them to actually address proper that he's like a fucking weirdo who needs to get over his bullshit and what he's doing is
0: morally reprehensible so to give the film credit they do
1: tackle it in the way the
0: film is aware that you know this guy needs to change yes but um I I guess because we always kind of lean on the friend character, right? He's Mm -hmm. always, you know, the sensible voice of reason. Like, he straight up is, you know, plots with Marilyn Monroe and Mm -hmm. her friend at the saloon to, like, this is how we're going to get you out of this. This is the plan. You know, I'm his friend, so I'm going to help you on that end to make sure the plan works. Like, he's trying to stop him from breaking into a room while she's trying to get dressed to jump out the window. Um. And all, all throughout the film, after that point, especially after you know the first moment of like we're getting engaged, like he's mm. he sees the bullshit that's happening, and we, we, and I I did like that character, and I knew that this character exists for a reason. He's not the antagonist; he's the voice mm. of reason. Something has to happen in the end. Marilyn Monroe can't just accept that she likes this situation. <laughs> That would be too unbelievable for me.
1: <laughs> and then the movie's like, watch her do it though. <laughs> because I kissed real good. But, She's like
0: crying. Yeah, but when we got to the second bus stop scene, like at the very end of the film, be before the fight, like like you said, everyone was against the main character at this point, pretty much. Like yeah. he was rude, he wasn't closing the door, he
1: But he still was... wins. He still gets the girl. I I can't get past it. The movie's ending was always what you, like you say, you know he's going to win. Yeah. So the moral here- He
0: got emasculated to get there, but he did win.
1: But, you know, by the time we get there, he's so far gone from from me, the audience, that I don't give a shit that he got punched and emasculated and brought down to earth. Him getting with Marilyn Monroe at the end really just sours me on the movie. even Because you know it's going to happen. You know it. Mm. But it's just, you don't buy it, right? You don't buy this. Even if he got punched up and then he's like, oh, golly gee, now can we kiss... And then, oh, that magical Hollywood kiss that really makes her forget about all the fucked up things he's done throughout this entire when, runtime. When they had
0: the thing of, like, oh, can I have one final kiss to say goodbye? And I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be, like, a simple thing. And then he, like, you know, straight on the lips and was like, oh, no, okay. So it's good. he's definitely going to win in the end.
1: It's also very funny because this is the pairing we got, which was a streetcar named Desire, which deconstructed this. Like, genuinely was, like, Stanley's, like, a creep, Uh, and uh, you get swayed by his charm and his 1950s Marlon Brando bravado, but really he's a fucking, like, creepy, sexual predator, testosterone-filled, angry, violent
0: man. And in in that episode, I remember, still kind of embarrassed about it, like, when I was watching the film for the first time, I was thinking, like, oh... Somehow this film's going to justify this and Mm -hmm. there's going to be like, oh, happiness in this, you know, fucked up relationship. But no, that one at least, despite its very laughable ending, it at least did address that, no, this relationship is awful.
1: (laughs) This doesn't. This is like, if this was the goal- To pair these two movies together to show us one that unironically praises the Stanley-type character, then you've- Congratulations! What a great pairing, because this movie is unironically in love with this type of guy. (laughs) Oh, they beat him up and say he's a bit of a turd, but then he just proceeds to be the fucking idiot he is, and he gets with the hottest chick of that time. And so, here we are, watching Bus Stop. I- Honestly, didn't enjoy any of it. There's no real scene. There's no real jokes or characters that I liked. Because even Marilyn Monroe in this movie, I can't say I liked her character all that much. I felt sorry for her. I
0: felt very sorry for her. That doesn't
1: mean I engaged with her character. It's more I felt sorry for women
0: more than I felt (laughs) sorry
1: for her character or the actress. I just felt like fuck, man, could you imagine being a woman in the 50s watching this movie mm. and every guy's, like, cheering him on? I just... <laughs> <laughs> and all the women in the movie are gaslighting her to get with him. I just... I I, I, and I watched this one with my wife, Rachel, and she was, like, cringing out of her skin so hard watching yeah, this. Yeah, like I
0: said, it feels like a cringe comedy <laughs> watching it today.
1: Yeah, with the lacking amount of comedy, though. Because did you find it funny?
0: Because uh. it's
1: a comedy... That's what we're here for.
0: Maybe at the very beginning, before we really got into this character, I was like, oh, this is going to be like an over-the-top character. But then as it went on, like I said, it just became kind of unintentionally cringe comedy, I guess. Uh, Maybe real, intentional? I don't know.
1: I didn't get to really grasp. When the movie presented what the pitch is, when it gets to that point where it's like, and the pitch is, he's going to forcibly take this woman from her life because he's in love with her- what did you think? Cause that's like when I, when that came, but when that, when that was presented to me, I, I, I don't think I've had a, this amount of dread from a movie in a very long time. When he,
0: yeah, it was pretty much when he went to the saloon and you know, he did the yell thing. Like, oh, that's a bit much. Then he like took her out back when she was clearly hesitant to, I was like, Ooh, but then during that scene, like she was kind of into him. So I was like, okay, maybe that was just, you know, weird fifties thing. It's going to be normal from here. But then, we follow that up with like, and we're getting married. It's like, what? I didn't agree to that.
1: She's running away and then, from him. Yeah, and then he stalks her and then for the and gets re- into her bedroom. And then, she's <laughs> asleep.
0: and then for the rest of the film, it's it's her just talking about how she really wants to get away from this situation. And if this was like again, if this was a modern film, that this would be like the thriller kind of film of like, oh, yeah, guys after me, people aren't helping me. What am I gonna do? But it's just this attempting is, to be a comedy kind of film. This is
1: Stockholm Syndrome, the film. Because she just falls in love with him eventually because she's been kidnapped and abused by him and has no other resource, yeah. like, has no other choice. So she's like, oh, I love him in the end. T- ugh. Ugh. This is one of those where I go, look, I'm a fan of older cinema, And I often poo poo, like people, like, oh, I don't like watching older cinema because it's in black and white or it's racist and sexist. I'm like, oh, I know that's there too, but Mm. there's merit to watching old and age, golden age cinema. And there's a reason for why these actors are as big as they are. And then you watch this and you go, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> yeah. That's that's why
0: um, when I started talking about it earlier, I was trying to preface with like, look, I don't want to just shoot on the values of the time. I I wanted to find no, merit in this as well. But. <laughs> no,
1: and there's great films with elements of their time that does g- harm it, but you still appreciate what it is like. I still like Gone with the Wind. Is it very racist? Of course. But it still has some fantastic acting and great story in the center of it all and uh, great character work and all of that. We've talked about it numerous times with many older films on this pod, but this is the one. I think this is like the first older movie where I went, Jesus Christ.
0: Mm. Fucking hell. This is a bit much.
1: Even you brought up Cannibal the Musical earlier. You brought up that earlier. Yes, I did. I don't even know if Trey and Matt would do this, you know? I don't know, would they? (laughs) Could you see them making this movie?
0: I would love them to remake this movie.
1: Who would play the two leads? Uh. I know.
0: Okay, Trey and Matt, which one would play Marilyn Monroe?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 they're the two guys. They'd get a chick to play Marilyn Monroe.
0: Are they the friend and the main character? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, they have to be. <laughs> they have to be. And well, we've seen. Okay, we've seen Trey Parker as a romantic lead, so maybe we'll give Matt Stone the main character.
1: Which movie was either. Was it Basketball?
0: Not like Cannibal Musical. Bro. Oh, Cannibal.
1: Which one was the romantic lead in Basketball? It's been a little while since I've watched that. I have
0: it on DVD, but I haven't watched it. Yet. Oh, which Yet. one was in despicable me three <laughs> that was trey i believe
1: okay so trey gets to be the cowboy because he was a okay. villain in that movie so he has to be <laughs> a villain here and the and the love interest should be uh you know somebody is there any particular like actresses they ever work with in their films or movies
0: who did the voice of the female puppets and in- in their uh, um, that's a good question. I don't know. If we were talking about like, Team America, if we are talking about like the '90s, we would have like that one voice actress that voiced every uh South Park girl until she died.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I didn't realize. Yeah, because mm. who does the voice of um Kyle's mum? Uh,
0: originally, it was the voice actress I just mentioned, but now I'm not sure. I think they have multiple women voicing oh. all the characters.
1: Well, let's just say J-Lo is- J. Lo, that's a good choice. That's a good choice for them. Yeah. They love J-Lo. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> J-Lo's done, uh, we we can consider Boy Next Door like a woman in danger film, right?
1: Oh, that's one of, you know what, this perfectly <laughs> pairs up with that movie. What Marilyn Monroe should have had was the first edition of The Iliad. <laughs> that would have been a real winner, winner, chicken dinner. What about you? I mean, anything else you want to highlight in terms of positives for this movie? Because I have some behind-the-scenes stuff we can I can throw at you, but I don't really... I, I have nothing much else to say about this movie that isn't just... it's supremely uncomfortable.
0: I mean, I've already said it, but I did find The Friend to be a charming character to follow. It doesn't really say all that much, because like you said, he is kind of in the background as the film goes on, but... Whenever he was on screen, like, I enjoyed him. He had a
1: nice mustache.
0: He did. That's the mustache. What, what
1: about the bus driver? Bus and dr- how he is the captain of this bus stop. This is a registered bus stop. He said <laughs> the title. He said the title.
0: Yes. Um. Look, I catch a bus to get to this recording room, and I- uh, you know what? I'll be honest. I was a bit upset that the, my bus driver today was not as assertive as the bus driver in this film. Well, did you start doing push-ups in the
1: bus to test his assertiveness? God no! You think I could do a push-up? But so you're not a cowboy. <laughs> I would play. You're the, the one from the country. I would play the cowboy. You would play the friend because you also yeah. have. Then again, you don't know about rodeos. Rodeos. No, you
0: pronounce it rodeos.
1: Rodeos, as you call them, rodeos. Ah, yes, I we call them rodeos no um so behind the scenes wise this had a lot of issues
0: i had a skim through the trivia on imdb and a uh, lot of the first words on all the points were marilyn monroe
1: marilyn monroe uh had certain ideas for this so she adopted this accent apparently did really hard work to get the accent going on and uh i think this was in her period of time when she had started going to like proper like acting school and classes and yeah that's
0: what it said uh
1: the lead actor hates her i say hates because he's still alive he was in twin peaks to return for fuck's sake he was cooper's boss i mean uh doggie's boss bushnell he did not like her every single trivia point relates to how he didn't like her that she was selfish, she would run late, she would only really think of obviously what's important to her in the scenes and not really be considerate of others in scenes with her like these are his statements. She would
0: she would take it as a slight when someone said cut, right? Mm. Yeah. She
1: would take 30 takes to get lines right when usually the average back then was 5. Mm-hmm. And they would have to cut after she finally got her lines done, even if the other actors didn't get it right or as Mm. well because she's the star. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes drama. And obviously there is because it's it's a Marilyn film. Every project that she was involved in, you will read some kind of drama, like with Marlon Brando after a certain period of time, where in any movie with him you'd read it, there's like pages of, pages of drama. It was just of that era, and there's always those type of actors in films where they bring some chaos with them, whether it's good for the project or not, I'm not gonna say because Marilyn Monroe is a figure that has in a way has gone beyond her being a person anymore It's she's a legend in weird ways, I mean we're getting in an NC-17 rated, like, super hardcore Marilyn Monroe biofilm in the next couple of months that's going to be on Netflix that has (laughs) uh, the chick from Blade Runner 2049 in it, uh, the chick from Knives Out, I'm forgetting that actress's name, but so so she's this uh, figure, so it's like, oh, well, I read that and go, well, who's right? I don't know. I mean, as an actor, what I hear from the main guy, I go, well, yeah, that sounds frustrating. But also it's like, how much can I take? I mean, it's the 50s, and she's a woman who knows what she wants. So it's like, Mm. I don't know. Uh, So there was lots of drama behind the scenes. Apparently, you know, people didn't like him. People didn't like her. And you can kind of see it in the movie. Uh, They have no chemistry, but it's kind of hard to say if they should, considering what the content of the film is.
0: Yeah, their characters are so extreme, and one's kind of taking over the whole thing.
1: She wanted a specific type of makeup, so it made her look really kind of, uh, washed out and white, so that's why she has this kind of almost baby powder white look to her in this movie, Mm. more so than she already did, um... Yeah, those are just some of the things. Uh, People accused her of stealing the type of performance from the actress that did this on stage. But then, ironically, people accused that actress a few years later of stealing performance types from Marilyn Monroe in a film later. So it's like, ah, everyone's stealing from somebody uh In this era, or in general, to be so. fair, if
0: you're going to steal something, it may as well be you know something from the musical of the film adaptation you're in.
1: Yeah, yeah, but then there's a the question of why not just get the actress who did it on stage? Just she's a film actress um, too.
0: Marilyn Monroe. Bro. That's exactly it.
1: That's like <laughs> that. No, that's exactly yeah, it. yeah. Marilyn Monroe, bro. uh Yeah, that's, real words from the fifties. That's all. <laughs> bro that's how you know it's from
0: the 50s bro we'll give you an oscar for your performance
1: hey bro <laughs> if mark Wahlberg was now that's how if you want a real version of this movie today cowboy mark walberg i know he's not 21 but don't matter
0: it's okay uh... he played sully in uncharted oh <laughs> the most 21 year old character <laughs> <laughs>
1: sully's not 21 all right, I've got nothing else other than I got cultured with this movie. Anything else from you? Is this it? Uh I
0: got cultured.
1: Recommend this? <laughs> um, you don't want to culture everybody else.
0: I don't think I recommend it.
1: You don't think, but you know you recommend I know I
0: recommend it, but I don't think I recommend it. Oh it's...
1: no, see you clear people. This was <laughs> a miserable film to watch. I just zoned out at lots of points too I yeah, I just zoned out I was like oh, okay, here we mm-hmm. go we're we're in the rodeo and it's just scenes of them outside in the sun. good.
0: Oh yes, you flipped the cow over and you tied it up.
1: Awesome. How exciting. And then, uh, see, that's foreshadowing, because then he's going to lasso her.
0: Yeah. She's. That's what you do to women. Did this film not listen to the episode we did three weeks ago, <laughs> where I invented respect to women? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that film came after this one, but. Well. No. See, if we did this episode four weeks ago, maybe then I would be recommending it, because I liked it a lot. But Nope. No, we've already done How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, and I learned my lesson from that. Mm -hmm. So I can't recommend it.
1: Nope. All right. But you are recommending a film for next episode. Yes.
0: Speaking of women, uh, the film that I am recommending for next week is a 2016 film called 20th Century Women. 20th Century Women. Yes, I've mentioned it once or twice on the podcast regarding my history with it, but never much about it.
1: Is this, who, who's in it? Anyone mm-hmm. have known? Am I not There thinking... was
0: someone in it. I, I feel bad, because <laughs> I'm like,
1: I, do I know this film? I know films. Uh, this is a recent film, too. 2016,
0: so. yeah. I, I haven't heard too many people talking about it, so it's the one that I'm like, oh, I saw this film. Like, oh. uh, I've got Annette Bening, Elle mm. Fanning, mm. Greta Gerwig. Lucas Zayd Zuman, and Billy Crudup. Oh, Billy Crudup. Do you know Um, all those names?
1: Yes. There you go. We've had a few of them on movies we've done before. Elle Fanning was in your favorite film,
0: The Neon Demon. There we go. She was the lead, remember? And what year was that? 2016 as well? 2016 as well. So we're going
1: to see her in two different kind of swings of the thing. Annette Benning's in a ton of stuff. And uh, Billy Crudup, he was in. Uh, he's in a bunch. He was a uh, Dr. Manhattan in the uh, Zack Snyder Watchmen film. Mm-hmm. He was in Alien Covenant. He was the one that, that Michael Fassbender's is like, "Hey man, look at that egg over there. Put your face next to it." And then he proceeds to do so because he's an idiot. <laughs> he's a great actor billy crudup though um i can't remember if we've had him on other movies on this podcast but he's just one of those character actor guys that's just like oh it's billy crudup mm-hmm. he's in this. so uh, there you go well 20th century women will be next episode that is from 2016 not from the 20th century but 21st yes.
0: century marilyn so, monroe's a 20th century woman
1: she was yeah is annette benning playing her is Elle Fanning playing her? You'll find out. Is Billy
0: Credit playing her? <laughs> oh, shit. One of those things was correct, and I only reacted to the last shut one. Up, hint, hint. Shut
1: up. All right, He's playing people. JFK. Really?
0: No.
1: <laughs> stop, stop playing me like a fiddle okay like people. a damn fiddle like a damn well i don't want to quote it fully okay well, so, well you didn't but no i didn't want to so i succeeded at what i wanted yeah but to. you
0: listened to me and that means that you endorse what i said and therefore you did
1: <laughs> yeah you know that everybody billy Crudup. now i've got him open because i'm like what else would we I, I, you know he's in a ton all us oh he's in Zack snyder's justice league your favorite film which cut Zack Snyder's Ooh. Justice League. He's uh, The Flash's
0: so dad. Very recent.
1: Yeah, very recent. I mean, he was in the original cut, too. There you go. Whoa! Whoa. They got him back? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. They got to get him back. They got to get everybody back. Oh, he was in Spotlight, the best film ever made. All right, people, you can find us on the social media platforms of Facebook and Twitter, Spit and Polish Presents. We are posting on there every now and then. We'll drop some fun information. We're always posting the episodes on there. Bartek likes to write some funny things sometimes.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes. Did you all, Sometimes did you all...
1: Bartek will just leave it blank and just
0: forget <laughs> to post any funny thing on there and just have the link. Did you, did you guys see the picture I posted a few weeks ago of the guy from How to Succeed a Business Without Really Trying and Fake Crash? I was very <laughs> proud of that. No one commented on it, so...
1: Try a bit bit harder,
0: everyone. The (laughs) the picture's still there. Picture's still there. You still have time to react. I thought it was very clever. The day I posted it, I was at work and I was thinking about it all day. I'm like, I'm going to get home. I'm going to make that picture. (laughs) <laughs> then I posted. I think one person liked it, which is that's a, it's a start. <laughs> Everything starts with one person, but it has to continue with a second and a third, maybe. Uh, it's it's very uh, funny. You'll you'll see the joke if you look at their hands. The hand is the joke of the two characters. Did you like it, Ryan? I never actually asked you. Did you like it? We've, you've seen me talk about it in front of you. Yeah, but I want to pretend that I didn't so I can hear you say it publicly to people uh, listening. Did you like
1: it? I saw it.
0: Yeah. Did you look at the hands?
1: Mm-hmm. And the height.
0: There was no height joke, Ryan. You're just making shit up. Both there was of them the are
1: small. Both of them are small things. What the f- I don't want to say Crash is a man. Alright,
0: just end the episode. It was fake Crash.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Crash isn't big either.